Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Pilot Podcast. I'm Jared Cornutt, joined by Matt Hensley out there in New Mexico. Matt, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely splendid, far better than I deserve, and uh, it is good to see you, uh, but it's also good to not only see you. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty good. It's getting hot here in Texas. We're getting a lot of rain, but those 90-degree days, 100-degree days are fast approaching. But yeah, we're not alone today. Alan is not with us. He has some Baptist duties. He's on the board of directors for the state of North Carolina. So he's in some meetings today. They just elected Todd as their new executive director, of course. But we're joined by Dr. Al Moeller from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, who is being nominated for SBC president. Dr. Moeller, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a beautiful day in Kentucky. That's great to hear. I can't fathom that anybody who listens to this podcast doesn't know who you are, but just <laughs> on the chance, why don't you give us a brief uh, bio about who Al Moeller is? Uh, grew up in uh, Tall Steeple Southern Baptist uh, Church in a wonderful Christian home. Uh, it was back when it was a full body Southern Baptist experience with a program for everybody and a program for every hour. And uh, I was in all of them, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, everything from graded choirs to royal ambassadors to you name it. And uh, the glory of that was that uh, I was surrounded by God's people and by the gospel and by scripture and by uh, just wonderful Christian people. And so beginning with my parents and my home church, uh, I just was really nurtured inside this other Baptist convention. But no one is going to be in heaven because of nurture. Um. Heaven is uh, the place of the twice born. And uh, I had to come to a knowledge that I was a sinner in need of a savior. And uh, that came at Vacation Bible School, as a matter of fact. And uh, for the first time, the Lord worked in my heart to reveal not only that I sinned, but that I am a sinner. And uh, I just uh, grabbed a hold of Christ. I believed in Christ, repented of my sins. And uh, I believe I was genu genuinely converted as a, as a child. And, uh, and then just grew in grace and uh, had some tough spots, uh, particularly um, d due to a change in our cultural context uh, and moving. I ended up in my teenage years in a very different place, raised huge apologetic issues. I had atheists as teachers. Again, wonderful Southern Baptist Church we were a part of. And uh, they responded to me with grace and love. And, and I got theological help. And, uh, and I think that's when the Lord made me a theologian and pastor and preacher and apologist. I, I think all those deep fires were there. Married uh, Mary in, uh, in 1983 and was uh, following God's call to, uh, to uh, ministry and was at Southern Seminary. And to fast forward, uh, what's a rather long story. Uh, for nearly 30 years, I've been president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I, I've really never known a moment in my life that wasn't, no pun intended, uh, immersed in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I, I like to say that I had a drug problem growing up that my mom drug me to church every single day it was open yep. and every hour that was available. And so we we have that in common. Intellect, we do not have in common, uh, but we do have that shared background. And we're grateful you are on uh, the show. And as we rapidly approach the Southern Baptist annual meeting, we, we like to call it a big family reunion. Uh, so, some people, uh, you mentioned Vacation Bible School or gearing up for Vacation Bible School. We're grateful for that. Uh, but for two days in Nashville, Tennessee, Southern Baptists are going to come together 
and be at one another's throats. Uh, we, we hope not, uh, but we're going to come together and have a business meeting on steroids. And during that time, we are also going to elect a new president. And uh, you are one of the individuals that is allowing his name to be put in uh, as a candidate for president. And so as we jump right in and dive right in, uh, why did you allow yourself to be nominated? It was a moment of temporary insanity. That's what I was going to say. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, look, we're in a crucial kind of hinge moment for the Southern Baptist Convention. A part of this is just uh, demography. It's just calendar. Uh, you know, about uh, once a generation, uh, there are some big definitional issues that come up and test Southern Baptists and, uh, and never more so than a generation ago. And uh, so part of this is, is just uh, a generational shift. And, and by the way, nobody's good at this. No, families aren't good at this. Uh, companies aren't good at this. Schools aren't good at this. And yet the SBC is not elegant at this. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I was contacted by lots of people. I, I've never said no to Southern Baptists. And I, I, I was contacted by lots of people who said in, in 2019, that uh, we'd like for you to be nominated as president of the SBC. We'd like a steady hand right now, just given so many volatile issues and someone who knows Southern Baptists, loves Southern Baptists. And what, what, what I knew then was that uh, if, if Southern Baptists asked me to do this, I would do it. And I, I knew pretty well what I would try to do if Southern Baptists gave me the opportunity. So I said, yes. Uh, but then came COVID and the 2020 convention didn't happen. And so uh, I, I'm just basically answering the same way I did in 2019. It's a different situation, uh, but uh, I'm just trying to be faithful in the midst of it. I, I do think Southern Baptists need leadership right now uh, to deal with uh, these issues in a distinctively Southern Baptist way. And that means both conviction and respect. You spoke that you said you would know what to do, and certainly a lot has changed from 2019, 2021 in our convention, but in culture in general. Of course, you can listen to Dr. Moeller on the briefing almost every day, though I believe your summer break is about to come up. Uh, you're certainly involved in the denominational uh, the life. You're involved in the culture. What is your vision and hope as SBC president? Obviously, you can't fix everything, but people look to you as leadership as the president. So what's your vision and hope for us? Well, I guess one first uh, one first message to Southern Baptist is uh, is this: uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the Southern Baptist Convention. I trust the average uh, group of Southern Baptists in a room to come up with the right thing and do the right thing over time. Uh, Southern Baptists are not a people with an elegant culture. Uh, we're not Episcopalians. We, we do not have bishops. We don't have people to handle things elegantly. Uh, we actually believe because of our theology based in the New Testament that we get people in a room and uh, Baptists uh, are going to work through these things together. And, and, and that means that sometimes it's a show. That means that uh, other times it's boring. You know, the, the vast majority of the of, of time when Southern Baptists meet, it's doing kind of things Southern Baptists do just to make sure that the, the Great Commission gets served. And uh, it comes down to sitting in committee meetings and you know, as uh, you said, Alan, at a board meeting, you know, th th that this is what Baptist faithfulness looks like. But sometimes there are big issues to discuss. So I, I'm just going to tell you guys, I think the biggest problem in the SBC right now is that uh, the conversation that should be taking place among Baptists in, in person, face to face, 
with the full measure of conviction and the full measure of respect has moved largely online and uh, in other contexts where nothing healthy is going to take place. And, and Southern Baptists deserve a lot of blame for this in the sense that we have allowed ourselves to be in a situation where we have done just about everything possible to eliminate the healthy ways to talk about things. And that just leaves the unhealthy ways. So I want to create, once again, the healthy ways uh, for Southern Baptists to discuss these things. I really do trust Southern Baptists to do the right thing, uh, to uphold biblical truth, and up and uh, also to respect one another. Uh, so it, I, would, I would use the convening power of the SBC president to get people in a room, and even if, insofar as it's possible, to change the way the annual meeting's done to where there's more opportunity for Southern Baptists actually to talk about the things that are important to us rather than everybody coming and then leaving frustrated. Absolutely. And you touched on this. Uh, I, I think one of the greatest things our seminaries could do is maybe offer a degree in Southern Baptist acronyms. You know, we have NAM, we have IMB, ASAP, we have brother. All, all of that stuff. And uh, But there's a number of buzzwords that also have acronyms with it, whether it is CRT or RES9 or all of the different things that are being thrown around. Uh, in, in your estimation, what are some of the most critical issues right now, today on you know May 24th, 2021 in the Southern Baptist Convention life? That's a, that's a fair question. So uh, let, me, let me suggest this. If, if you just forget the Southern Baptist Convention for a moment, you forget it ever it has existed, and you're just looking at American culture, you're going to come up with a fairly uh, interesting list of issues that are leading the discussion in the culture just about every single day. And why would we think Southern Baptists wouldn't be in the middle of that entirely? Uh, because we, we, no, one's, no one's safe from this. No, no, no one lives on an island. So if you look at the issues of debate in the popular culture, they turn out to be pretty much the issues of debate in the SBC. But then you add to that the fact that, uh, that we are a theological people. Well, we're Christians. And so we have an entire set of issues based upon the priority of biblical truth and the priority of the gospel that, that brings us to say, all right, how do we respond to this? How, do we, how are we faithful to Christ? How are we faithful to scripture? How are we faithful to gospel? And, and deal with the CRT issue. We can't deal it with we can't deal with it the way that the faculty at Yale's going to deal with it. We can't deal with it the way CNN and MSNBC and Fox News are going to deal with it. We're going to deal with it in a different way. And so when you guess about the most pressing issues, all of those issues are now pressing. So yes, critical race theory, and and frankly, it's the larger issue of critical theory. We're looking at a society that is unraveling before our eyes, uh, and and so with the New Testament admonition to bring every thought captive to Christ. We, we, it takes some time to do that. You can't have a four-minute conversation about critical theory and believe that you've communicated anything. Uh, but then, you know, they're, they're just huge issues that relate to the sufficiency uh, of, of the scripture and, and relate to, you know, what are the boundaries and, and the, the commonalities of our cooperation together? Every generation of Southern Baptists has to deal with this. And so the issue of complementarianism and, and, and its definition, you know, the, the question of what takes place in the preaching of God's word on the Lord's Day, these, these are all questions that are forced upon us. Now, I am old enough to know that some of these are just recurring. Uh, you know, the, 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 the moderates uh, ha haven't come up with a new argument in 30 years, but they're back with the old ones. 
And uh, what's interesting is some people look at this as if it's new. Well, it's it's only new if uh, if if you don't recognize that uh, Southern Baptist has been through a lot of this before. But you know, I really do count on two things in Southern Baptist: common sense and common conviction. And I want to call those out. What word of hope would you give to? <clears throat> I'm 31, pastor yeah. a normative-sized Baptist church. I'm born after the conservative resurgence. All I've ever yep. known is a conservative Southern Baptist convention. Yep. And it just feels like I'm going to go to the annual meeting and leave feeling beat up. What encouragement would you give guys like me out there uh, going into Nashville this year? Don't go in assuming you're going to leave happy or sad or beat up or, or, or not. Just understand the SBC is a business meeting. It's got business to do. And, and look, uh, the votes are going to go this way. They're going to go that way. And the SBC is important because that's, that's how we actually do our work together. The most important thing we're going to do is make sure that missionaries stay on the field. And by God's grace, we pray there will be more of them next year than this year. That, that church plants are, are funded and the strategies behind them. That Next year, we hope there'll be more of them. We hope more of them survive longer. And you know, In other words, we just want to see... We want to see things happen. And so the good news of the SBC is, look, day in and day out, there are missionaries sharing the gospel. Just, just last last week, I did a couple events with, uh, with missionaries completely untied to the SBC. Uh, one was on leadership and, and another one uh, was, was on uh, New Testament ecclesiology. And you know what? I was talking to missionaries on the field uh, the, the last time in Southeast Asia just last week. And, you know, I'm just so humbled to think, you know, they're not even talking about these things. They're, they don't ask me about these. What we are talking about are uh, are the deep things of the gospel and uh, things that they're dealing with on the mission field and offering a word of encouragement. Well, here's Southern Baptist. That's what that's what's happening. I you know we, we have six six seminaries. You want to find happy people? Go to any one of those six seminaries. Go in the classroom. You got all these young men training to be pastors, and they just can't wait to get to get to it. Share the gospel. Lead gospel churches. So. The, the, the underlying health of the SBC is, is the, greatest, uh, the, the, the greatest thing we need to keep in mind. And, uh, and look, we just need to do as little damage to ourselves as possible in this meeting. But that doesn't mean not dealing with the issues. But the attitude is crucial. And I think one of the things we, we've shared in a recent episode with Amy Whitfield, and, and as we were looking at the schedule itself, is they they seem to have really been purposeful in allowing more time for discussion than in years past when maybe it was filled with a number of panels and all of these other kinds of things and then you know you're you're at the end of the meeting and you've got a very important critical uh you know resolution going on and we kind of have to wrap it up because people have planes to get to and all of that and i I do like that this year it seems to have been emphasizing some of this opportunity to to visit with one another and discuss yes I, i appreciate that incremental improvement but but here's the thing there is no reason why the resolution support has to come so late in the sbc order of business uh, you know, it, 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 I'm not, there's no sinister plan here. There isn't. The main issue here is that Southern Baptists don't want to stay long. They want to go home. And, and, and so, you know, when I became president of Southern Seminary, the SBC meeting went through Thursday afternoon. Now, and, and this is the way Baptists work, and this is because we're human beings. So this is, I can tell you, this is human nature. I don't care if it's the honorable order of the Elks or it's the Mormon assembly or whatever. The human nature is going to show up in the same way. And that is, if you say the meeting's over at five, it's over at three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because pe- people are going to say, I got to get home. I got to do this. 
And so we have cut ourselves short on the ability to do things. We also, look guys, there's another part of this, which is uh, the SBC is a network of relationships. That only works if the relationships are healthy. And you know, relationships take time. And so, you know, we used to have a lot more time for people to get a meal together or talk in the exhibit hall together, get a cup of coffee together. We've made that very, very difficult. And there's another, and, and look, we're all part of this now. And it's because there is nothing unprogrammed. You've got somebody holding something that somebody needs to go to, you know, every hour of the day. It's going to be this panel. It's going to be this program. It's going to be this lunch. It's going to be this thing. And, uh, you know, a family wouldn't exist. I mean, if, if all you did as a family, you know, was watch stuff, you'd, you'd never be a healthy family. You've got to actually talk together, eat together, talk things through. Yeah, I was talking to a brother who's probably transitioning to another role. And he said, I just don't know if I have time to go to the meeting this summer. I said, you've got two days. You've got two days to show up and go vote. Your church is elected as a messenger. You need to go. I think he's going to go. Shame him, shame him, shame him. Yes, yes. Yeah, Yeah, we messed up and asked uh, Amy Whitfield, uh, at what point do we need to be in the room? And she looked at like we just saw a ghost. She's like, the entire time, the whole time. And so, but, uh, yeah. but you touched on something with social media and, and this isn't one uh, we ultimately prepared you for, but you're the pro at, at these kind of podcasts and that kind of thing. Uh, so, so I feel like you will be able to handle this just fine. Uh, Southern Baptists will be listening to this and many of them have a Twitter page, a Facebook page. They interact with, with groups and so forth on Facebook and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, what, what would you, if you just had a minute, two minutes, three minutes to share with them just from your heart, what would you say with them, say to them as we approach the SBC meeting? Do all things to the glory of God. Social media is not a new set of rules, a new morality. It, it's, it, it's not a new accountability. We're, we're responsible for every word we speak. We're responsible for every thought we think. We're responsible for every, you know, conversation we have. But, uh, I, I, I'll tell you one of the biggest surprises of my life is that how people show a different self in social media uh, than they do in a room. And that's destructive of relationships. You know, I can remember when, uh, when texting was a new thing on phones. And, uh, you know, I, I, could, I can remember one time a, a mom texting her teenage daughter. Uh, and, and I happened to be at their home, but she was texting her teenage daughter a question. And the daughter was uh, this one floor up. And I mean, this was like their routine way of communication. And I thought, you know, this is not a sign of health. Uh, and furthermore, how, how serious a conversation can you even have this way? Well, now just take that and make it public in front of how many thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people may be watching this. And Look, I'm just I'm just saying I, w- w- by your tweets, you shall know them. Um, I, you know, I, I just I just think we, we need to be really clear. We should not say anything on Twitter. We wouldn't say to someone face to face in front of lots of people watching. Uh, Dr. Miller, I was in a meeting with Irving Pastors about two weeks ago. Irving's a very diverse city. We have 230 houses of worship. But this was all evangelical, but different denominations and when it got to me, I said my name. I said, I'm fine that we're not all Southern Baptists in here because when we get to heaven, we will all be Southern Baptists, even if on earth, joking with them. But one of them asked me, they said, why would you, why do you stay Southern Baptist? And what you just talked about a few minutes ago, I said, we have six seminaries that you'll go and you'll be unashamedly taught 
uh, that the Bible is inerrant and you'll be taught how to preach or be a missionary. I just read the IMB report. I'm encouraged by NAM is planting churches. So I want to ask you this question. What excites you the most right now in 2021 about being a Southern Baptist? I don't believe that Southern Baptists are the only faithful people of God on earth. Uh, I, I, I don't believe that, uh, that the mission of God depends upon Southern Baptists. God is not waiting to see if Southern Baptists are going to get the job done. But we are called uh, to an enormous task in cooperation with, uh, with other believers around the world. And frankly, in a long line that goes back to Christ and the apostles, we have a responsibility. I, I just don't know of any denomination that's going to do it more faithfully than Southern Baptists. It, it's, Southern Baptists are, are a miraculous convention. You think about this. You've got you know, untold churches. We're not sure exactly how many, but let's just say 40,000 for the sake of conversation. Every single one of them has a part in everything that Southern Baptists are doing. And there's no other denomination like that where it's entirely because of cooperation. There's, there, there's no magisterium. There's no pope. We don't have any Swiss guards. We, you know, it's just voluntary, autonomous Baptist churches who say, we're going to be able to do more together than we could do alone. And, and you know, when, when someone says, why would you stay Southern Baptist? I, 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 I almost feel like Peter in John 6. Well, where else are you going to go? You know, is, is, is there, is there, am I missing something? Um, I, I was called by a reporter and said, aren't Southern Baptists, you know, arguing all the time? So I say, yeah, unlike the peaceful Methodists that are trying to get to a meeting to completely divide themselves, Unlike the Episcopalians, where, you know, frankly, uh, the Bible believers have been heading for the lifeboats for, for decades. Uh, I mean, wh 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 what am I supposed to do? Uh, I look at the Southern Baptist Convention, and, you know, when I became president of Southern, so, uh, Southern Baptists had something like, you know, seven or eight percent of all the students in theological education who are like the Association of Theological Schools. Well, you know, now we're, we're basically who's left? Um, you look at the missionary agencies and everything, you know, I, I just got to say, guys, I think if, if we weren't, so, if the Southern Baptist Convention didn't exist, I think the three of us would be hard pressed to come up with something that, uh, that we would want to be a part of that wouldn't pretty much look like the Southern Baptist Convention. And, and here's the thing, if you don't like the SBC, then you're really saying, I don't like being in cooperation with all the people who are in the SBC and show up. And I'm like, I just really do. I love Southern Baptists, you know? I, I, I love the, the, the people who come to the SBC and uh, are, uh, are just saying, you know, how can we do more of this Great Commission fulfillment? How can we reach more people with the gospel of Christ? And yeah, there's some issues to talk about because if we're going to reach people with the gospel. We, we got to know what the gospel is. We got to know how it is that, that sinners are saved. We, we, there are doctrinal issues. The worst thing possible would be to have a denomination that can't have a good theological fight. I want to be amongst the people who can still have a decent theological fight and fight over the right things and end up in the right place. And you know what? We, uh, we need to be able to do that and, and, and then go have lunch. <laughs> that's, that's a great way to say it. it's a really a miracle of God that all the different opinions you have in one room, we can unite around one central thing. And that's just the proof that the gospel changes your heart. I think that's a great right. word. But, you know, this is a big issue. You got to love Southern Baptists. If you don't love Southern Baptists, then I guess go, <laughs> Go find somebody you'll love more. I don't think you're going to be very happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Southern, ba and here's the other thing about the Southern Baptist Convention. You know, th there are a lot of people like you. And I don't, I don't mean that just to you two. I mean, no matter who you are, 
uh, in terms of culture and in terms of church size, in terms of metropolitan versus rural and all this, there are a lot of people like you. But if all you wanted was to be with people like you, you could start something and just call it, you know, the, you know, the millennial, you know, metropolitan cosmopolitan Baptist convention. You're not going to pay for anything because millennials don't pay for it. Or, <laughs> but nonetheless, but nonetheless, you know what I mean. I the glory is, and this is the local church, right? Where else in the world are, are an 88 year old and an 18 year old going to be glad to be in the same room singing the same songs? It's only going to be in a gospel church. I want, I want the SBC is just that blown up big. That, that was exactly what I was thinking as you were describing the, the annual meeting and, and all of that, that yeah. really it's, it's what we have on, on Sunday here at Mayhill Baptist church. Yeah. There's, there's people that at times <laughs> that name pops up on the, you know, the caller ID, you're like, Oh no, here we go. Uh, but we have that conversation and then we go out and we have lunch after the service or have a potluck. Of course uh, we are at the potluck podcast right now. So we'll have a potluck and suddenly you know, when you're, when you're digging into that fried chicken, you can get along. And, uh, and so, because we've united around a central focus in a central call. And so there's things we're going to disagree with naturally, uh, but we have and there that issues, that we, issues that we've got to, we've got to settle as a convention and, or, or settle for, for now. Uh, I, one of the things I've learned is you, you, you very rarely settle anything forever, yeah. which is one of the reasons why so many denominations do go liberal and understand we should be so thankful to be in a denomination that is saying we don't want to go the way of theological death. We really don't. Now, if we were going to go the way of theological death, we could just say, open the doors to whatever, and we'll not fight about anything. But if, if, you, if you want to avoid the way of theological death and theological liberalism, then you're going to have to have some discussions about, you know, how much is it that we have to agree upon to, to work together? But, and, and this isn't new. That, you know, that's why the Baptist faith and message you know, wasn't invented in February. You know, it's, it's marked the Southern Baptist Convention for almost 100 years. Amen. We want to know Dr. Al Mohler's food takes. When you think of Southern food, Southern culture, Southern food, this is a potluck podcast. What is that one dish that has to be at the potluck for it to be a true Orthodox First Baptist Church of blank Kentucky or wherever else we are, just give us your food takes, Dr. Muller. You know, before you said the potluck, I was going to say barbecue. And uh, before you said potluck, I was, I was going to be hard pressed not to say grits. Because I don't know how anybody on the planet has breakfast and calls it breakfast without grits. And frankly, mm -hmm. I think grits fits every single meal. But if that. If you're talking about a potluck, I will just tell you that uh, Southern Baptists know how to make potato salad. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I just got to say that I'm a connoisseur of potato salad. And add to that, you know, what goes with it, and that's deviled eggs. And I'll tell you what, Southern Baptists will offer more opportunities for food poisoning. Uh, because we really believe in loading those things up. And uh, I believe in and trying them all. Now, when you say barbecue, we argue about barbecue here on this podcast. So I'm from Alabama originally. My dad owned a barbecue restaurant in Gadsden for a oh, long time. Oh, Gadsden's legit. Don't just yep. don't, don't 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 go the real sweet stuff on me. Yes, yes. So you know that my dad owned that, but you're not talking about mutton because I know in Kentucky y'all do a little mutton up there. You're not talking about that, right? No, that's Western Kentucky. 
I'm from the southern part. Okay, that is, uh, I'm I'm from the part of Kentucky that defines things in in in, uh, in terms like the South. That's so I mean, first of all, the animal that God made uh, for barbecue was first and foremost pork. Okay, and yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. It's I'm in Texas now. Brisket's great, but I, I don't consider brisket necessarily barbecue. Uh, Doctor Moeller, well, is there let, any? Let, let me put it this way: I am. I, I I will in a southern bats to fight over anything, but if you notice, I never fought over kosher food. <laughs> you know, I will tell you, I've never met a Southern Baptist who wasn't ready to tear into some pulled pork. Seriously, yes, yes, I'm thankful for that in the New Testament. Yes, I don't know. Is there anything else you would like to say to any of our listeners who are coming to Nashville um, in June? Come, I mean, it only works if Southern Baptists show up. And then come and then understand the, the the annual meetings really really important. Yeah, for two days. What's most important, three hundred sixty five days a year is what happens in a local church. That's the strength of the SBC. And if everything we do at the national level melted away, our churches would still find a way to do missions, plant churches, and train preachers. And uh, so this just, just recognize. Uh, the SBC isn't a national denomination with churches. It's churches that uh, that do things at the national and international level. We can't ever get that order backwards. Awesome. Dr. Muller, thank you for joining us. Great to be with you guys. God bless you both. Yes. Uh, friends, don't forget to join us. Uh, the SIN Conference is June 13th and 14th. Our own Matt Hensley will be nominated for Pastors Conference President. The vote is at 1.30 on Monday. Then, of course, the annual meeting is the 15th and 16th. Uh, the presidential election will be on Tuesday where Dr. Moeller will be nominated, and you can be there uh, to support him. Join us next time, my friends. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.